It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. So while New Yorkers flee to Palm Beach, Florida, among other places, and Californians flee to, oh, Arizona, Nevada, and others, businesses leave as well. It's not just people leaving. People are businesses, and their businesses, be it restaurants, no matter what type of business, also on the move. But not everyone can do that. Not everyone should do that. We cannot have the death of these states because of the lack of economic activity, the lack of businesses. But small businesses are in a tough position, especially with the continued lockdown orders both at the state and local level. So how do they deal with this? A new series, a new docu-series, highlights the ongoing lockdown feud between the struggling cities' citizens and the cities and the California government, all in one. Red, White, and Blueprint, available at theredwhiteandblueprint.com. And Carlos Zapata, small business owner, also a combat veteran, joins me now carlos uh a tough struggle for businesses like yours uh let's talk about this and you know what you want people to take away from this docuseries yeah good morning david thanks for having me on you know it's really been a battle if you would have told me a year ago that we'd be in this kind of a fight against our own local government i would have told you that uh i thought you were you were out of line or 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 you know full of full of crap but what i'm see now is that we're in a really very real struggle against a government that's very very restrictive and oppressive and keeping down you know what to me is a lifeblood of our country which is small businesses so back in uh last march you know when they started to shut everything down everybody at the beginning sort of shut down their businesses because we had no idea what was going on this COVID thing was sold to us as as this plague that was going to kill everybody so we all shut down and waited for further instruction as to what to do and as we realized that it wasn't as dangerous, you know, that it was probably safe for us to open our businesses, as we realized that there was no money coming in and we had to feed our families, we decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and stay open. We're going to go ahead and keep doing what we're doing uh, as normal Americans. We're going to continue to make a living. And that's what we did. And there started the fight where the state agency started to come in. You know, the, the ABC, uh, the health department started to come after us, you know, and we stood our ground, uh, David. And it's, it's the best thing we ever could have done because uh, it, it allowed me to continue to make a living. But it also taught other people that it's OK to say no. You know, when the government comes and, and extends their overreaching arm, it's, it's OK to say, you know what, I'm not going to go for that. I'm an American citizen. I'm a free citizen. And I'm able to make a living for my family. So the Red, White, and Blueprint documents and chronicles not only my journey, but the journey of other business owners here in Northern California that have decided to stay open and not only stay open in business, but to be involved in local politics, because to me, all politics is local politics. And so now people are sort of awakening and seeing that they can make a difference here locally. And we're being involved and we are embarking on this recall where we're going to recall our local supervisors here in Shasta County and hopefully set the blueprint for other counties to follow uh, suit in that well you know and let's take this from kind of the realistic point of view your business right fitness martial arts now i've been in a gym for most of my okay i've been in a gym most of my life for that matter 
and well, well, people well, they, clean. They, 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 I, I had that business for 15 years. I sold that business two years ago. I'm, I'm a restaurant owner now and a bar owner. So, but, but we can talk about either business. It's fine. <laughs> well, e- either one. I mean, yeah, the, one of the articles I read on you talked about that, and my yeah. apologies there. Uh, but in either business, the practices are what I want to go to, the people that use these businesses. And, again, same thing in a restaurant, cleanliness, uh from the kitchen to the table and everything in between, but to the practice of either business, it's about the safety of your customers, the comfort of your customers. And that involves cleanliness. So with COVID, you know, you were already doing these things, any responsible business does. So they didn't have from what I see a realistic or that an unrealistic expectation or an unrealistic decision in just shutting you down because of your type of business. You know, we're already held to such a high standard in these industries, David, and it's up to us to want to protect our customers. If we don't do that, we're not going to have any customers anyway. That's just bad business, you know. So for those of us that care deeply about running a good business, we're already going to be adhering to these very, very high standards of of cleanliness and hygiene. And for them to come in and impose further restrictions upon us only starts to cost us money. And in these businesses, uh, as you may know, the profit center is already very, very small, you know, so uh, our margins are so small that any tweak from the government or any restriction from the government is only going to put us, you know, uh, into the negative. And we just simply can't afford to do that. It's not right. In dealing with this issue, how much contact, how much conversation did you have with local officials? I had a lot of local official contact. Uh, you know, we, we live in a really small community, and it's really nice that we can actually have access to some of our local leaders, you know. So I was in contact with the health department, with the police chief, with the sheriff. And our local law enforcement officials were fantastic. You know, they, they said, look, we are not going to come after you guys. We're not going to enforce these mandates. But our issue stands with our elected officials who chose not to stand in the gap for us against the state. You know, and, and that's where we, we really needed them to, to, to stand in the gap, to, to stand for us, to say, you know what, we're not going to let these agencies come into our counties and dictate what to do. And I understand there's certain things that they were trying to do, but it comes down to money, David. And this is the problem is that the state holds money as a carrot over the head of the state or over the head of the local uh, municipalities or over the counties. And I would say that that's all great. We need that money but we can do better without it. I think we can do better by saying, you know what, we're going to keep our businesses open. You know, we're going to create our local revenue, which is what actually drives the local economy. And we're going to move forward, you know, but, but to, to fall to what I call communism based on a carrot that's dangled over my head is just principally wrong and fundamentally not the right thing to do. You know, you, you went to war for the country. Then you say, you know, here you are fighting a war again against the very people whose you know, existence you defend, the Constitution, elected officials. You know, how does that make you feel personally? You know, David, uh, I, along with so many others, sacrificed a large portion of our lives. You know, parts of our lives will never get back uh, to go and fight for this country. And I never would have thought that I'd have to come back here and fight the very thing that we were trying to stomp out, you know, globally, uh, which is this socialism, this communist idea that the government knows what's best. And I don't, do not adhere to that idea. I never thought that in America we'd be fighting this war. But if we start to study history, we've been, you know, this has been a, a slow burn for the last 60 years. You know, the, the left has done a really good job of hijacking our 
academic institutions, uh, our economic institutions, and they've done a very good job of selling us <laughs> this little by little, you know, and, you know, citizens vote, you know, just a little bit at a time to give away their rights, and that's why we find ourselves here. And so what we're trying to do now is reverse course. We're trying to turn the ship around and elect constitutional officials, people that will stand for the Constitution as their bottom line and uh, swear to uphold that. And we're going to hold them accountable this time because I-, I will put some blame on them, but I will put a lot of the blame on the citizens who did not hold the government officials accountable. You know, up until now when, you know, it- it's seemingly too late, but I really don't believe it is. I think we're going to get the ship turned around. I think we're, we're going to get this recall done and we're going to put elected officials in that actually represent us and the Constitution. Let's continue on that point of a recall. The big news is always around us or seemingly around Governor Gavin Newsom in that effort. But you're looking at your local officials. And to your point, Carlos, of, you know, the the people who actually put these officials in place, you know, an unelected bureaucrat is different, but an elected official is the choice of the people. Uh, What do you say to others, not only around California, but in other states where they've had unreasonable or un qualified decisions being made that are destroying American businesses. Absolutely. I would say that there's mechanisms in place by which we can actually get rid of our elected officials who are unconstitutional. Now, I want to make something clear, David. I don't want people to think that we're being petty or petulant. This is not a a personality conflict. This is not a recall because I don't like our elected officials on a personal level, though that may be true. Uh, What it really is, it's a recall of a person that has chosen not to follow the Constitution and not to uphold their oath that they swore when they entered office. So the mechanism in place is a recall, and we're seeing it on on a state level where we have enough signatures now to recall uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, which I'm very happy about. Uh, But, you know, we need to take it a step further. In your local municipalities, in your local cities and counties, you have the power to do the same thing. You know, you have to gather signatures. It takes a lot of work. I mean, this is a a really large endeavor. You know, you can't just sit back on your couch at home and hope it happens, hope somebody else does it. You have to get involved. You have to go out there and gather these signatures and gather support and find good candidates, you know, who are going to replace these people. And uh, that mechanism is in place for a reason because, you know, yes, we have free and you know, somewhat fair elections, I guess. That's a whole other topic we can talk about, you know, and I'm sure you've, you've said quite a bit about. But when uh, we elect officials that simply will not uphold uh, the Constitution and won't do the job you hired them to do, then we have to fire them. Yeah. No, look, we, we make those choices as an American community, and those choices have consequences. Uh, you know, we're looking at some of the data now and, you know, with people leaving the states, Carlos, there's another challenge for businesses. When businesses and people leave and we're seeing a huge amount of residents leave California, that means the base, not just for your business, but for other businesses is departing. And that also has an economic effect on the community uh, in a variety of ways. That's that's common sense to me. And I, I got to tell you, it's difficult to see, unless it's just blind ideology, how these elected officials and some of these unelected bureaucrats making these decisions don't understand that that's not a good thing for the community. No, they don't. And they really are blind. I mean, as a business owner, if all of a sudden people aren't going to my business, you know, it would be naive for me to think that it was their fault and not mine. You know, if, if people all of a sudden are going to the restaurant across the street and, and, and nobody's sitting at my tables, nobody's going to my bar, nobody's, you know, uh, coming in, I have to make some changes. I have to make some serious 
changes, and that starts with introspection. That starts with me looking at myself. And this is what these egomaniacs fail to do. They fail to look at themselves and to take any of the blame for it. Uh, I think the American people are very forgiving in that if a elected official says, you know what, I made a bad decision, and I'm going to reverse course on it, we would get behind you and we support you, you know, and we'd want, we'd want the best for you. And, and to work with you. But that is not the case. We have officials who are arrogant and simply uh, are not seeing what, what the best interest is. And there's a mass exodus, exodus out of California right now, and it's going to cost us dearly. Uh, I myself have entertained, you know, <laughs> leaving the state at times. I, you know, Texas looks real good. Idaho looks, looks even better. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay and fight because this is my home. I've blessed, sweat, and tears invested here. My children were born here, and I'm just not going to pick up and move. I have too much invested, and I have to stay here and fight because I truly believe that uh, I am a proud Californian, and I believe we believe we live in the most beautiful part of the world, and, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you. By the way, I've said it for years. I'm not giving up California. I just want to give up the nutty policies in elected That's officials. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I have good friends up in all, actually all across the state and even family, and I love it. Central Valley, North, South, you name it, and definitely on the coast. Uh, you know, Oklahoma just opened up fully, and there's another state that's seen, seen the benefit of the California political decisions. Uh, to the people who are working to do the recall in Shasta County, is there a fair amount of cynicism if one of those officials comes back and says, eh, or have they said, you know, maybe you're not so wrong. Maybe I should go your way because I think you should keep that cynicism available. Yeah, so we do have an ally on the board, you know, Patrick Jones, who was newly elected. He, he's one of us. He's a constitutionalist. He's a great American, really fights for the people. And he told me the other day, he said, I have never seen so much fear in this board of supervisors. I've never seen them kiss so much butt, <laughs> you know, and, and they are. They're doing their best now that the fire's lit under them. But I'm saying too little, too late, right, because this is a, a great political uh, move on their part in that they feel the fire. They adjust course a little bit, you know, and although I want to believe them, I want to support them. You know, I think at this point we just need to recall them and start over because the damage has been done. They've spent so much money that wasn't theirs to spend in uh, just misappropriated places. And I mean, I'll tell you, only 9% of uh, the, the, the CARES Act money, the COVID money that came in, has actually gone to small businesses. You know, they've kept the rest for their own pipeline dreams. And for these uh, grievances, they just have to pay for it. You know, there's consequences. You said this earlier, there's consequences for their actions, and they have to pay for these consequences now. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to the fight in California. Uh, I'm not giving up on California. It's a great state. I'm looking forward to going out there. I, I'm usually in Napa Valley, Alexander Valley, or somewhere in yes, one sir. of the valleys at least two, three times a year. So I'm looking forward to getting well, back you, out you, there. You always have a home here, and we love what you're doing, David, and we appreciate you. Well, thank you, Carlos, and good luck to you. Again, a 10-part docu-series, Red, White, and Blueprint, the website, theredwhiteandblueprint.com. Carlos Zapata, small business owner and a combat veteran. Carlos, thank you, my friend, for your service to this country and now for your service to the community. That's the fighting spirit that defines Americans. Thank you. Have a great day, David. Thank you. Thank you, Carlos. We'll be right back. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.